This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show with Al and Jerry. All right, Tuesday, Al is about 15 feet from me, and I'm here in my normal spot. What is up, sir? Hi, Jerry. Now, whose chair do you sit in during these? Mine. Oh, you sit in yours. I sit in my own. You sit in, really? I, I sit in that. Just the... Blank chair. I sit in that chair that really uh, your chair. Yeah, that when if I come in the studio to talk, which brings up a great point. What the hell has happened with your songs? Like, where are you? Well, I like to take a break for some of my things so that they don't um, die a horrible death of uh, just over and over again. I generally take off during the uh, baseball season from songs unless something big and uh, um, blatant is jumps right in my face. But aren't most of your songs about the Mets? No, I would say most of my songs are about football. Football? The other problem with the Mets uh, is most of the guys have stayed uh, the same for the most part. I don't know. It, it, I decided with my songs that they work best when I don't sit down and go, okay, I'm going to write a song. So it's when something they, just pops into your head. If they pop into my head for a big thing or something. Interesting. Okay, I was wondering because this is where you used to do. Matter of fact, where you're sitting now is where I did. I, I was dancing behind you one day. Yes. So That's long. right, Jerry. I don't remember what that was for. Uh, I was doing some version of the twist. Let's twist again. Yeah, yeah. I did Henrik again. Is that what? Or something like that. It's a hockey song. Yeah, and also I was doing the hockey songs when the Rangers were going to the Stanley Cup. I That's, think you got to get on the Islander ones now. I don't know. They got a lot of funny players. names. Nothing rhymes with Tavares. Well, there's more guys than Tavares. Oh. How about Thomas Grice? You can come up with Grice. Thomas Grice? Yeah. He's the goalie. Never heard of him, Jerry. You don't put it on at all, do you? Hockey. Hockey. I know you like going. Yeah, when, I do enjoy you go. going to hockey. But you, like, you won't put it on unless it's the Rangers game seven. You're not watching hockey right. at all. I will tell you that a lot of people don't know this about me, Jerry. In uh, 1997 and 98, maybe 96 as well, I was the beat reporter for the Tampa Lightning in Tampa. How about that? Did and you I, travel with them? I did not travel with them. We were very cheap in Tampa, but right. I went to every home game. I asked questions at the press conferences, all stuff. All wow. Week. And I still cannot tell you about offsides or when. How is that possible? I have no idea. So you used to go and attend every yes. game. You were in the locker room locker after room. every home game. Yeah. And you didn't get, and you never picked up on the game? No. Wow. So if I said to you right now, because it's not anymore, but back then it was, what is a two line pass? No idea. No idea. No clue. Wow. Okay. That's that's interesting. And I used to just kind of like go around the guys who knew the sport and I would just hang with them. And uh, just stick. I was kind of one of those reporters for hockey where I just stuck my mic in other people's questions. Well, but you can see. Here's the thing. 
I have always found the rep- the guys who are writing yeah. are going to be the most aggressive because they have to, have to, have to have quotes for their story. Right. And I always found, too, when I covered the Jets, first of all, with the Giants, first in 04, I always felt like, A, I was working for the team and the radio station. So it was a weird spot to ask, like, really difficult questions if you're – I was doing – I was actually doing the pre and the post for the Giants. So – you want to be controversial and go after these guys when you're going to need them down the road, to be quite honest with you, to do interviews and stuff like that. And it was very simple to just follow guys like Mark Canazero around, Ralph Vacchiano around. They were the ones asking difficult questions because they had to put something in the paper of note. So while I did plenty of one-on-ones, and a lot of them, and I did ask questions, I was not that guy that was going to go and start any session. I always felt like let these guys get their work out of the way. And then if I had an angle, I'll work my angle after Ralph kind of leaves and Paul Schwartz leaves and stuff like that. Because I, I felt like for them, it was it really was pressing. Right. So I totally get it. And then the, the guy the guy used to go around the train van, this, my friend Whitney, he used to like to ask questions about like what music they were into listening oh, to. Oh, sure. So he always waited till the end because right. occasionally some people would get angry because as we, it wasn't a sports question. Because they're working. And then they would... No, I'm saying some of the players would get annoyed. The players would? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, not often, but occasionally. And then they would stop questions, and then he didn't want to piss off the writers who needed to get their stories. Interesting. Because in my yeah. experience, I have found, maybe it's because it's also, you know, uh, the 2000s compared to when you're talking about, I have found the players actually enjoy questions not about the game. I think so now. Yeah. Because it's gotten a lot more media, too much media over the years. Yes. It's too much. Hey, did you see the um, – I never got to it today. And I, you know what? I'm not going to apologize for it because I can't control whatever you want to call it, my, my update, my segment, whatever it is. They get taken over, and that's fine. I'm all good with that. But I wanted to do the Tyler Collins story. Who's he? He's an outfielder for the Tigers who last night – now keep in mind, they're winning the game. They're playing the A's. They're up 6 nothing. It's not close. The A's are not good. The Tigers are going to be fine. He cannot find a fly ball off the bat. It's not like he dropped it. It's not like he lalagagged after it. The ball goes up. He looks up. He can't find it. He gets booed relatively loudly, too, at one point. He goes, F all of yous, and then quickly gives the finger to the crowd. He says F all oh, of Oh, he yous? does. You can he read his lips mouth. clear okay. as day. And it's on the TV coverage He might have there. said F all of you or F everyone, something like that. I think okay. he said F all of you. And then gives the, quickly gives the finger to the crowd. Now, he's not right by any stretch. But the fa- – I mean, come on. Am I wrong? No. I, I saw that this morning too, and I thought, I understand his anger and frustration. Yes. I know you can't do that, but you get it. And I didn't know the part that you're telling me. I didn't know the score was 6 nothing at the nothing. time. It was, it was a meaningless drop. Yes. Really. Wasn't even a drop. He didn't see the season. ball. Right. He lost the ball. Yeah, no, I, I'm all for that. I, I think I would be okay with that. I know he had to apologize, and his manager had to say, oh, I talked to him after the game. But, uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. Well, I saw something about 20 minutes ago. This is Major League Baseball might actually take action. No, see, that's stupid. He it's could over. end up being suspended for this. He apologized. If he does it again, then I think they should I don't, do something. I don't disagree. I just silly. think, I don't know. I always I say this all the time. I wonder if we've gotten worse as fans or has it gotten better? And I don't know the answer. I mean, if you remember, um, not that it was a biography or a documentary, but when they did the, so the 61 movie that Billy Crystal did, I mean, there were some pretty harsh things in the crowd, and I imagine that, 
partly was true. Right. I think it's worse now, though, than ever. I really do. I mean, these guys are – I mean, how about – was it – who was the guy? Was it Josh Tolley that quit Twitter? Because, I mean, we get it, too, a little bit. Do you imagine being a ball player? No. And you've got a million followers. Half of them hate you. Right. And you go 0 for 3 and you open – why, first of all, would you, you ever you check your mentions? You could never check your mentions. Uh, have you ever Have you ever picked up your phone, gone to Twitter after a show – or after a segment, and all of a sudden you see like 20-plus mentions, and yes. your first thought is, oh, cool, and then your next thought is, what did I say? Yeah, what did I say or do? Have you, have you ever had that where they just spew venom yes. at you? not often. I don't get a lot of venom. I didn't say it's often, but it happens. Yeah, occasionally. Occasionally. Most people expect not a lot from me, <laughs> so they're not disappointed or angry with me. It's actually me. a good way to go through life. <laughs> yeah, just I, uh, casual. Yeah. I would also, can I clear one thing up from yes, the show please. this morning? Clear away. Boomer and I were arguing with Craig about wanting to beat the best. And Craig had thrown in the thing about the Giants. You're saying you don't want to you didn't want to beat a team when they weren't at their strongest. You want to beat the Warriors when they have Steph Curry. Correct. Okay. You, I think if listen, if it happens, it happens. You're not giving the championship away. That's where me and, and Boomer and Craig were not seeing eye to eye. But you want to beat the best. You want to be remembered. Don't you wouldn't you rather be remembered as the team? That was the best ever as opposed to the team that, well, they won a championship, but, you know, Curry was hurt. It's a little different. You still take the championship. And he had thrown in a quick thing about the Giants, and I got confused with what he said. My point was what the Giants did was remarkable because they beat the best. In and Tom I think Brady? It, yeah, and I think, well, yeah, and they were undefeated. And I think it came out like I was agreeing with Craig that the Giants just got on a lucky run, which, listen, that run was interesting, no question. But they beat the best. You'll always remember about the Giants. I want to clear that up. I was not knocking the Giants. I was actually praising the Giants. That's what Ric Flair said, Jerry. To be the best, you got to beat the best. I agree. And right now, I'm the best. That's what he would say. Right. Well, right now, probably starting tomorrow, we'll now have clips of you saying you're the best. Oh. Jerry, here's something that came across. I actually saw it in uh, Time. Time Magazine is actually a very fun Twitter follow. I just they tweet started out following all, them yeah, last week. They, How about they that? They tweet out a lot of uh, fun stories. They tweeted one out yesterday that was very disappointing about Uber. Is this about the tips? Yeah. So what I love about Uber is that everything is included in one price. You don't have to figure in a tip. And everything is done on your phone with the credit card you have on file. There's right. no cash exchanged. Well, Uber is moving to a system where you're expected to tip the drivers and you're expected to tip the drivers in cash, not on the app, which you can't you can't add a tip on the app. Hmm. And they're saying that if you don't do it, you know how like if you, if your Uber driver sucks, you can give your Uber driver a lower rating. Right. That the amongst Uber drivers, there's a rating amongst passengers. So that if you don't tip, the next time you call for an Uber, no one's gonna pick you up. That right. That those Uber drivers could say, "Oh, this guy's in tip." Well, see, now we got to go to a different service. Right, but Uber is the dominant. Now, I this is what I'm. Oh, it bothers me about businesses, and we talk about businesses all the time. It's like when you become successful for doing things one way, and then you change that way. Why? I don't. Why? Know. Why? Why? I have no. I don't know why Uber would change anything they're doing right now because. As we speak, more people are picking up on it. Right. And more people are picking up tonight and tomorrow. And I've just got comfortable with it. Now right. you tell me this, I would not use it. I wouldn't even mind if there's a place for a tip on the app. Okay. I'm in for that. I'm not carrying cash. And that's the The, the beauty. beauty of it. Yeah, because in yep. New York, if you take a cab, there is a thing back there where Never you're works. sitting. 
they fake pretend that it's broken because the cab drivers don't want credit card. They want their tips on cash because otherwise I guess it takes them a while to get their money. So I don't know. That's a bad move by uh, I agree. Uber, Jerry. I would not do that at all. I and wouldn't, then, and I won't use them. And then people are like, oh, you should move uh, change to Lyft. Right. That's another one. That's but, what I was going to say. But it's kind of like my guess is if you went out on the street right now uh, here in Manhattan, you, there's an Uber car every other car. I'm not sure there's a lot of Lyft cars I, floating around. I do there. know one of our makeup girls uses does not use Uber and uses Lyft and loves it. Really? So I think there might be, maybe not as many. I don't think you're waiting 15 minutes for a Lyft car in Manhattan. Okay. Now, in Basking Ridge or, you know, Seaside Heights or wherever you are on the weekends or where I am on the weekends, there I have found Uber actually works now. But I would think Lyft is probably a stretch right. in those exactly. suburban areas. Well, I feel like even in Basking Ridge, where I am, like the suburbs of New Jersey, if you're not near a um, a fun town, like a shore town or like a Morristown, yeah, yeah. town, Hoboken, I can't imagine, like, you know, I'm in Basking Ridge, I could call an Uber. You can. It's not going to be there within 30 seconds. Yeah. But I bet you within five minutes you'll have a, you'll have a ride. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. They're out there. And I love the fact... That's the thing that's going to suck if we don't use it. I love the fact that when you pull it up, it shows you where the cars are. Yes. So I think you'd be surprised. You should try it just to check one day, the just list? to see if there are cars around. No, I'm just saying, even the Uber, oh, Uber thing, in, uh... just to see before you act. You don't you don't submit it right. and request it, but I bet you'd be surprised. Yeah. So here's something, Jerry, I also found on Time Magazine. I was a big Time Magazine Twitter follower this week. Look at you. Yeah, just pulling articles right off of there. So there was an article on there that was interesting to me. It was about sperm donation and these uh, sperm banks. Of course it was. You know that there's no federal regulation for these sperm banks? I did not know that. I would have thought yeah. it would have been heavy regulation. Yeah, and all they really do, they say that they test the sperm donors for STDs. Right. And like one or two other diseases, but that's about it. The rest they're really relying on that the sperm donor is an honest person. So they're finding now these uh, a sperm donor that has schizophrenia or something like that and that they need to let the people who now have families with uh, oh, man. this donor's uh, sperm, uh, do they alert these families? And uh, should you know that stuff? Oh. So the problem is they're thinking like if it was federally regulated, the sperm uh, banks, then... Uh, you would know, like, let's say, let's say you donated sperm, Jerry, when you were in college, and then ten years down the road, you had some type of disease. Yeah, that you can then alert them that, hey, your kid may down the road have this disease as it's a hereditary disease. So that's the thing. It's kind of uh, in a weird situation well, now because right now, once you're the sperm donor, there's no more contact. Right. You know, so that you would not think to contact a sperm bank. If you donated sperm when you were in college, if you have some disease now. No, I would not even in a remotely think to do that. And then they also don't have records of how many uh, children you've fathered through the sperm bank. Well, did you see the movie with Vince Vaughn, Delivery Man? Uh, yes, I did see that. I mean, right there. Where he had all these different children. Yes, because he probably made a lot of money Yeah, going and doing his thing however many days he had to do it. And you're—I mean, it's—I tell you—it's a weird thing. You know, it you feel—you feel good for people that are in situations where they cannot have children because the husband has an issue, right? Uh, or whatever, even if same-sex marriages, however it works, right? 
But my God, then you you talk about all this ancillary stuff that could happen or extra stuff that can happen. Oh man, the whole thing is just you just feel bad for people that can't do it the the natural way. And they say also some of these sperm banks uh, ship the sperm to foreign countries, so you could have if you're a sperm donor know that you could have kids everywhere. Wow, there's no regulations. It's insane. So you're telling me you could walk into a sperm bank tomorrow, Al, and they could ship your stuff. To wherever, like Cambodia, Denmark. to Germany, to Denmark, yeah. and you could literally have your offspring all yes. over the world. Right. I did not know that. I had no idea. Yeah, I honestly thought I honestly thought it stayed within that sperm bank. I didn't even know it left the building. Right. Let alone the country. Yeah, I mean, that'd be so weird. Like, you could have all these children running around, and then what if your children... Follow me here, Jerry. Uh... My, I donate sperm and some family has a uh, a boy. I donate sperm and a family has a girl. They're in the same town. They go to high school together. They meet and they're like, you seem terrific. You seem terrific. Yeah. They both like me. They're, yeah. And then they get together. They're brother and sister. Right. Half brother and half sister. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's extreme. Strange. That's a little extreme. That's extreme, but it's possible. It is, but listen, everything's possible. You right possible, now could Jerry. drop your drawers and run around and start singing. Not likely. You're not going to do it, but it's possible. It's possible. Just like you having... Never mind. Yeah. So that is... Uh, I thought found that interesting. It really came up because of uh, a one sperm donor now is a, has schizophrenia. Oh, terrible. And uh, terrible, they don't terrible, know how to terrible. contact all of these families or I, know how many families this guy has... Uh, donated sperm to i will say though i'm glad you brought up the time thing it's yeah. a good pop to give them because i'm with you they're a great follow on twitter it's not just Time magazine yeah you yeah. know sometimes you think time magazine you think oh, that's for my parents it's actually really good right when you click on the articles you could actually read them there's yes. not a million pop-up ads or anything well it's kind of like the tiger woods article that was i think esp in the magazine i think last week and i read it just because i like tiger and i'm interested in it yes but had I known, and this is so terrible of me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Had I known it was like 20-something pages right. or whatever it was, I wouldn't have read it. Yes. I'm I'm reading, I see like part two. I'm like, part two? <laughs> right. How many parts are there? I think there were three parts to it. That's such a great point. Just today, Toucher and Rich, uh, morning show in Boston, sports radio at our sister station in Boston. Yeah. They tweeted out this story. It looked fascinating to me, and I just, but I, I was smart, Jerry. I didn't start reading it. I scrolled, scrolled, <laughs> scrolled. It went on See how forever. Many it is? Too many, but it was it looked interesting. It was a an interview with a guy who purchased a motel so that he could satisfy his urge to watch people have sex, and he recorded oh, and watched. On. In his mind, Jerry, this owner of this motel i didn't read the whole article just a quick synopsis he was essentially saying he was kind of like a scientist doing a study and he would watch all these different sex acts and he wanted to see what people said before they had sex what people said after sex then he's like even uh for um uh gay couples he wasn't into it but he did watch for his social experimental time. Oh, sure. And this went on for decades. He was doing this? it. He's a freak. Yeah, he was doing it in the 70s when he says uh, group sex became a thing. It was crazy. I'm sure it was. I mean, you don't know what's going Like, you never know when you're being videotaped, when you're being eavesdropped on. No, you don't. You don't. You With these computers, you don't know. What pe- everybody's watching you. I was thinking of writing the, tweeting back to Toucher and Rich and just saying, could you guys read this and just, like, write me a synopsis? Because I cannot sit there and read that much. 
Cliff notes. Cliff notes. Please. Something. I will say quickly, um, I actually freaked out my son the other day. Talk about being watched and all yeah. that stuff. I had to, you know, a little chat with him because he's almost 12 now, just about not being a jackass with the phones and with the internet and all that. And he's receptive to it. And he's like, yeah, because I didn't realize you like you could see everything. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I could tell you right now, I know you were on blank website. He's like, wow, I was. He goes, Were you, did you watch? I'm like, no. I showed him my phone. I'm like, my phone is sunk up with the computer. I said, everything ah. you do, everything I do, you can see, I can see. And he's like, wow. And I know he hasn't done anything, but I could see in his eyes. Like he was he like, thought about it. Wow, they really can see everything. Right. Like, I definitely drove the point home. So pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. Yeah, this whole sperm bank thing, Jerry, you could actually have a whole team, oh, like Jesus. a whole Little League team oh my God. in one town if you were somebody who donated quite a lot. And here's the thing, though. If you're a father of that many children, how do you keep track of all of their Little League games? That's what I ask you, Jerry, and I think you know the answer to this. Team Snap. <laughs> what Team Snap is... <laughs> As you keep track of all of the Little League games, where what time the games are, oh where they're God. at, what sport they are. I'll tell you this. I recommended this to Craig Carton just yesterday. He came into the office. He said, oh, I had uh, Lucky had three games in Brooklyn, da-da-da. Uh, he goes, and I got to the field. No one was there. He goes, uh, I emailed them, but no one read their emails. He should use TeamSnap. Exactly. By the use way, TeamSnap, it's all right there. We just had a field change and a day change. We were supposed to play this Thursday night. Now we're playing tomorrow night because it's supposed to rain on Thursday. Yes. So use TeamSnap to aware everybody of all these changes so everybody's on the same page and you don't end up at the fields with no one there. Smart. Now that's like an app for your phone, right? Yeah, and it's the best part is you get the season for free. Free, free, free. That means nothing, zero, zilch, one gots, nothing. And no credit card needed. Yeah, you just go to teamsnap.com slash postgame. Really, every website you go to, you should just type in postgame. I agree. See what comes go up. Go to wfan.com slash postgame. Aldukes.com slash postgame. Postgame. Just start getting discounts. Teamsnap.com slash postgame. It definitely works at teamsnap.com slash postgame. And then finally, Jerry, Prince just died. Can I ask you something? Yeah. When are we done with this? What's that? Well. The podcast? I don't want to. No. Momentarily. I, I don't want to come across as cold. Oh. But, like, Bruce did the, did the song again well, last this night. This will be my last one. No, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, it's a. It's a it, I mean, it's all right. It's about done. It's about done, Jerry. It was a, I mean, a whole weekend. Well, this is interesting. This is just, this is in some ways how life sucks, even for a guy like Prince. When you make money after you're dead, you can't. Sound like you were starting a rap right there. When you make money after you're dead. Yo, yo. (laughs) Prince made $10 million in downloads since he died. Of course he did. Because Prince is one of those guys that's not on Spotify, not on Rhapsody, he's not on streaming. Okay. He's not on YouTube. So you have to buy his stuff. You have to buy his stuff, which I did. I wanted to play Prince stuff the next morning. I had to go out and buy it. You contributed. But I don't know how they do it, but you cannot even find Prince stuff on YouTube. Not the studio recording. And Metallica, isn't Metallica too you can't find on YouTube? I don't know. That must be a full-time job, Jerry. Probably so. Yeah, yeah. All right, see you. Okay, bye. It's the Boomer and Carton post-game show. Wow! The real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.